don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast. I'm your host and coach of the Terrace Crew, Matt Ricks. Well, here we are, finally at the end of the buy season, or just about round 19, the third major buy round, and teams are scrambling thanks once again to some free Fitler magic. Clint Gutherson, Cody Walker, Big Red, uh, Corey Horsburgh, Koala Matungi, Mitch Moses, Damian Cook, all guys who just six weeks ago we thought had no chance of playing Origin are backing up this week. In, in Origin 3 at a core stadium in Sydney. Thankfully, there's been some good news on the horizon with some massive scores again over the weekend, some absolute record scores actually. Scott Drinkwater, 170-odd. Kalen Ponga, 180. And of course, everyone's favorite captain, Nico Hines, 156. Thankfully, some of the Pod Pod crew had very big weeks. My first guest tonight, though, was not one of them. Welcome big back. Welcome back to the Pod Pod for his first visit in a few weeks. It's coach of C-Mac Shark Attack and a... About a 1,250 score from the weekend. It's Chris. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I've been hiding. Been hiding in the cave of shame. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Um, but no, as you say, it's um, it's exciting times, though. The, the the last buy and then we saddle up for the run home. So hopefully we can uh, find some gold tonight to get everyone through to the end of the season. I spoke about, I mean, you're still pretty well ranked, aren't you? Like, you, what are you still? 3,700. Three, three so. Yeah. Very if someone's at the start of year, that's where you'll be. As disappointed as I am, I'd take it right now, yeah. And I spoke last week about, you know, you setting yourself and getting back on track. And and so, you you know, you perked up a bit during the week in the WhatsApp group and you put up a big pod um, yeah. that unfortunately no one really got around. But that pod ended up being uh, – he had quite a good score, didn't he? Yeah, well, I was actually a little disappointed you didn't mention it in the intro there. You mentioned Caelan Pong is 180, Scotty Drinkwater is 173, but Tommy Dearden's 179 wasn't on your radar. When I threw it up in the pod last week, um, in the pod chat last week, it got absolutely shut down. Got and I actually had some, <laughs> yeah, I had some, I thought, some good points backing it up. But anyway, you know, that's why you listen to your mates, I suppose. It's a bloody fine balance between taking advice off people who think they know and and uh, and going with what you think might work. There's always room. That's a good thing about Supercoach. There's always room for a bit of a punt. Um, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't come off, but sometimes it does. And unfortunately for you, it came off this week and you didn't bring him in, but that's Supercoach, <laughs> I suppose. Um, my second guest tonight, he fared a fair bit better. I'm not up there with the big boys this round, but... Um, it's coach of uh, it's coach of the Caspinitas, twenty fourteen third place overall finisher, Danny Boy Ricks. Danny Boy, how'd you go on the weekend? Yeah, thanks, Matty. I went pretty well, thirteen ninety five. It's just hard at the moment being in being in the group with you and Tubes, just absolutely killing it. Uh, I, I, I usually would take thirteen ninety five, but seeing seeing your boys' scores this week, it's uh, it just it just really puts a dampener on it. Uh, and then yeah, obviously. <laughs> With the uh, with the with the big names out this week, the premiums I'd loaded up on, and potentially Sean Johnson out. Uh, that's three of my big guns out for this week. So, yeah, um, scrambling, but uh, but still optimistic. Right. I can finish finish strong. Yeah, I'm still twenty nine hundredth. It's not too bad. Uh, when you when you've been up to the highs of the top one hundreds a couple of times, you, uh, you you're a bit more disappointed with these sort of scores. But 
you know, I'm still okay. I'm running out of trades, looking to fin- finalize my team in the next few weeks and then just just hold on for as long as I can. You mentioned um, the big scores from the weekend. So we've got to give a shout out to Jono, um, our regular contributor and sometimes host. And Tubes, everyone's favorite. Um, I don't know. What would you call Tubes? Everyone's, fa- everyone's favorite uh, uh, funny super coach pundit. Um, they both went 1600 plus. So Jono went 1676, massive, and Tubes went 1657. And aren't they up and about? So well done, boys. Uh, I had a 1532, really happy with um, Ponga and uh, and Hines, obviously. And uh, shout out to Greggy Boy Maju, even though he lost that line break, which was annoying. Um, yeah, really, 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 really strong, really yeah. strong week. You know, it was it was pretty annoying not having Ponga this week. That was that yeah, was annoying. I can I can I can I can cop the line break loss from Marju, but uh, not having Ponga drink water. Uh, fair play to the leader of overall as well. I think he brought in drink water this Unbelievable. week. Unbelievable! What a move! Uh, great move! Great That's move. a Podfather style move. Mm. Unfortunately, the Podfather didn't fare quite as well. He still did a thirteen seventy four, not terrible, but he slipped down from sixty sixth to one hundred forty nine. He's back in the country now, and he, he'll be fired up for a big end of the season. So we'll keep you posted on the Podfather's progress. Uh, all right, let's get into the um, the, the Pod Pod Chairman's uh, our overall group, um, and leading the way there is Birdman's Bullets uh, Craig, who's ranked ninety fifth overall. He had a bit of a down week, and it's getting a bit close at the top there. He only leads now by forty four points over Coach of uh, Cheese Sammy. Nick, and then it's the pod father in third. So getting pretty tight at the top there in the pod pod chairman. So wide open. I see our man, I see our man, the Scandy man's lurked up to fifth as well somehow. So we can't have him winning it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the way you're going, right? the, the upward trajectory you got, you might just, you might just pip him I'm, at the I'm post. Not, I'm not even in the top 20, it's 21. That shows the strength. <laughs> And uh, of the uh, of the Pod Pod Unlimited group, so well done, everyone in there, and keep going. And it's uh, still still a long way to go, so wide open. Um, all right, let's uh, let's have a chat now. I wanted to talk quickly before we get into the analysis about um, all those players who I mentioned at the top of the top of the show who have been picked for Origin, who were a bit unexpected, and what we start doing with them because I think a lot of people were factoring them in, as you mentioned, Dan, that they'd be playing this week. So I'm just going to go through them quickly. Um, I'll just alternate, and I just want to view on whether you should hold or sell them. And I know there's a bit of team dependency here, but um, kind of a high-level view would be good. Dan, I'll start with you with Cody Walker, who was pretty much the everyone's captain choice this week playing the Dogs. Maybe not now with Nico missing as well, but um, Cody Walker, what are, you, what are you thinking for him? He misses round 19, round 20, and round 26. Yeah, I, I, unf- I think he's a sell. I, I, it's really tough because there's no real five eights you want, but with the with the jaw of Manu, where you can flip that and get a center wing or fullback, uh, I think he's, I think he's a sell at the price. Maybe to downgrade so you free up a lot of cash to get the must-haves uh, the week after. I think I'd probably be more likely to hold if Caelan Ponga didn't have such a great matchup round twenty. Uh, and if obviously if Cody was playing round twenty, it'd be easier. But uh, three buys or three three rounds missing in the next next bit, I think he's he's probably a sell. 
Chris, the the biggest shock probably was Clint Gutherson getting picked. Um, Freddie's thinking maybe a bit of Gutho off the bench for a bit of impact might uh might sharpen the Blues up a bit. I think he'll be lucky to get on personally, but um, uh, is he a sell? He's eight hundred and ninety k, I I believe. Um, he's in a lot of teams. Uh, they play the Titans in round twenty, so a very good matchup. Yeah, look, I think it's pretty team dependent, Gutho. Well, I, I, I'm a Gutho owner. I'll be holding um, just because I really haven't sorted out my fullback yet. So it all depends what you're running home with. I'm probably going to run home with Gutho. So for me, he he would be a hold. Yeah, I'm selling Gutho. We got a question in from Philip from Cronulla as well about this. And I think, like you said, it's very team dependent. And um, it's something I'm going to mention a few times on the pod tonight, but this is really the time of the year where you need to be looking ahead with your trades and how much money you're going to have in for next week and for the week after because this is the time where you have to start getting those origin guns in and a lot of people need to bring David Fafita in. A lot of people are going to need to bring Nathan Cleary in. A lot of people are going to need to bring Cam Munster and Latrell Mitchell in. You need money for that. So you need to be thinking what you're going to do with it. And for my team, I'm going to sell Gutho this week um, to a man I'll, I'll speak about a bit later. But that's all about freeing up cash for the next two weeks. And I just don't think that I, I'm prepared. I, would, I wouldn't I would mind running home at fullback with Gutho, but I, I think I can use his money more wisely. So he's a sell for me. And I think he's a sell for anyone who, who has a solid plan. I wouldn't just be selling him for the sake of getting a player this week. Would be uh, would be my take on on the king, uh, Dan. Big red Corey Horsburgh. Yeah, he's a sell. I think he's he's at a good price. He's been he's been doing great, and he's been great for owners. Uh, but I think he's a sell, given that the 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 Raiders have the buy in round twenty. Most people are going to be carrying Joey Tapanay, so really tough to have those two up front. Uh, you you got to look at if you might have to take an auto emergency. Uh, you can flip Corey to the second row as well. Uh, but 651k, I, I think if you if you're flushed, say you got four front row forwards through that rotation, you could probably hold him. Uh, but if you're struggling for that next round, I'd probably see him as a sell. So I that was my plan. Original plan was to sell Corey, and I know I'm chiming in here when I'm the when I'm meant to be asking the questions, but um, it's very pertinent for me. He's putting up keeper numbers like over the last two months, like playing massive minutes. He's played. He hasn't played under 70 minutes in the last five games. Ricky's got a lot of trust in him. He hasn't played under 60 minutes since round five. So um, I'm going to hold him, but that's purely down mainly to what else I've got going on in my team. You mentioned the AE there, Dan. So I do have Tarpany and Horsbury in my front row. I've also got AFB. Um, my plan was to get Payne Haas next week, but he, with that injury, it's just put me off a bit, and there's no other front rower that I want to bring in to keep. So I'm actually going to take the AE next week. And it'll be one of Schuster and and probably the uh, the young South winger Munro as that AE. Um, but I think that in terms of saving a trade at front row forward, um, I don't think I'd rather just take the the, the small points hit that that'll be. Uh, all right, next one is Cookie Chris Damien Cook at hooker. Yeah, I think he's a hold. I don't think there's too many other premium options at hooker this year. I think it's Cookie and Cookie and Harry Grant. So I'd be holding Damer. Agreed. Don't waste trades at hooker. In fact, if you can avoid making any more trades at hooker, I would. Uh, Koala Matangi, Dan? I haven't thought about him, but I, I think um, if it works that you can get, say, David Fafita after Origin and keep him, I'd, I'd probably try to hold him if you can. Uh, I just don't see a swing to like a Hudson Young or a Teague Wilton or something like that as, as a huge amount of value. 
if you're carrying Cookie, Cody, um, and Koala Matangi and you need to drop one of them, uh, potentially you could drop him, but uh, it would only be if you're holding too many South boys, but otherwise try to hold him. He'll be he'll be a gun and he'll be in your 17 for the rest of the year apart from in their buy rounds. And finally, Chris, on this list, I've got Mitch Moses. Um, he's probably, if you've held him this long, he's probably a hold now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd still be I'd still be moving him on at some point because with Nathan Cleary on the horizon, and I think Cleary and Hines are the the two halfbacks you want for the run home. But yeah, definitely this week and probably next a hold. All right, that's uh, that's a good little segment there. Um, <laughs> let's get a let's just give, give yourself, a, give yourself a wrap. Let's give a quick little <laughs> Queenstown update, Christopher. Um, now I've had a I feel like I've been going pretty well lately, but. We just can't get back in this whatsoever, Dan. You and I. No, we're struggling big time. I think we were we had a little bit of momentum, but uh, my dot ball season hasn't hasn't helped that much. Uh, and then you know, Jono and Tubes just having huge monster scores last week really just firmed them, rubbing it in, yeah. uh, rubbing it in a little bit. So I think it's very close at the top. Uh, Chris and Jono overtake Tubes and the Podfather. Uh, they're leading by a measly eight points. So very tight. Uh, very very tight and we're about 500 points back so yeah two horse race at the moment uh, it is it is at the top but i wouldn't like all year i've been discounting you two but the way matt's going would not surprise me if round 26 it is all happening so we'll see we'll see we'll see what about andrew king put him in the socket put him somewhere he's too good for this game the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. All right, let's get into our analysis for the week. Obviously, only the five games this week, so not as many players to go through, but we'll um, we'll do our best. Let's start at hooker, um, the most uh, dire position for the week. As I said, I'm really going to avoid making trades at hooker. If I can avoid it, um, I'm really hopeful that at least one of Cookie or, or Harry backs up next week. Surely we can manage that. Um Dan, the only name i got here on my list is JMK, and he's carrying a very, very um, tough shoulder injury. Bennett actually mentioned after the game that he may be out for the season, um, but he's been named this week, uh, but he's in a lot of doubt. Uh, he's just a hard avoid. Yeah, you can't pick him up, but it's an injury where output is a big issue as well, so you'd say his base is going to take a hit, uh, and then I'll be very surprised if he even plays this week. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a massive avoid. I I think he's there just purely because people will be looking at him as as that second premium hooker, and he would have been for the run home uh, uninjured. He would have been a good buy at under six hundred k this week, but just that injury, it's it's just a hard no. Don't go near him. Yep, and that rounds out hooker for the week. <laughs> <laughs> front row forward this week. Uh, it's all about the Warriors. So uh, the form front rower pretty much of the season until I brought him in last week is uh, Adam Fanua Blake Chris. He uh, he looks like a ripping buy this week um, for the for your run home as well. Yeah, definitely bring him in if you haven't got him already. Um, he is outside of Bradley Payne Haas. He's the premium guy there. He also I, th- I think he's going to take take on um, the mantle of the top top front row by the um, you know when we're looking at it when it's all said and done by the end of the year. He's um, he's taken on Payne Haas. Payne Haas has got that injury now, so. Yeah, if you don't have AFB, I would suggest getting him in in a hurry. Be mindful, though, the Warriors do have a buy in around 22, and if you've got Harris up front as well, that could be a potential issue, but just something to be aware of. Yeah, similar for the Canberra issue for around 20. Um, 
he did get sin binned on the weekend in a very, very wet game, so not not conducive to high scoring. Um, so I'm sure he'll bounce back this weekend. Thankfully, he didn't get suspended. That would have been a disaster. Um, mm. Yeah, like you just mentioned there, Chris, uh, Tohu Harris is a guy um, who's who's dropped off the, the pecking order a little bit in terms of power rankings in the front row, and he's got that dual status still. Now, he's 601K this week, break even of 78. Um, he's just not been getting the attacking stats lately, and that's kind of kept his scores down a little bit. But he's he's still having like a um, in his in his bigger minute games, he's still his score scores only fifty six, which he had two weeks ago. So I think he's I think he's priced really appropriately. If you can't really get up to a Fanua Blake, um, the Tohu is a perfectly good run home dual option um, to be picking up. All right, let's move on to second row forward. This is good. We're getting through it. Uh, Dan, Teague Wilton from the Sharks. Now, we spoke about Sharks last week that they were just all great buyers given they had the Dragons and then the Tigers and they don't miss any more games. We spoke about not overloading. Um, given that everyone's probably loaded up with at least three Sharks, is Teague Wilton someone you could consider as a like a pod run home fifth or sixth second row forward? I think he is. I think I think those second rowers you can kind of rely on their base a bit more to get some just just average those good scores and and not be auto emergencies. Um, I'd say overloading in the in the back line is probably more of an issue. Uh, most people have Nakora Hines. I don't see Teague as a bad option being under six hundred k. Again, it's going to be on team makeup. If if you need to fill a couple of spots in that second row, you can definitely pick him up. Uh, but you've got to think of the guys you want later on, like a Fafida or um, some of the big boys coming back from Origin. So, yeah, he's a definite option. I think he's in for a good good score this week, uh, definite attacking options against the Tigers as well. So uh, easy to run home as you kind of 17th, 18th, 19th man uh, for the run home. Chris, the man on everyone's lips having missed Origin is the Canberra Raiders second row forward Hudson Young. Uh, affectionately known as Podson Young on this on this pod, um, he's not the pod this week. He's the he's the main man, uh, one of the most traded in players. He's about five hundred odd k, I think, which sounds pretty cheap to me. Um, my issue with Hudson, sorry, I'll just get exactly what he is. He's five hundred seventy three k, um, coming off a ninety three with a try on the weekend. My issue with Hudson is I just I'm not sure if I want to run home with him, um, but I do concede that. He's the best of a bad bunch at two RF this week. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. In it, it comes down to, in my opinion, do you want him for the run home or not? As to whether you bring him in this week, I think at this stage of the year, you got to be bringing in keepers or nuffs. Pretty much, that should be where you're at. Um, you know, previous to his 93, a 76 against the Roosters, but then he's gone mid 40s three weeks on the trot, and I think that's probably. What you'll get from Hudson Young, he, um, there, there's going to be quite a lot of you know, mediocre scores. Yeah. So he, he wouldn't be for me. Average. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be for me. Um, given given they've got, <clears throat> um, you know, they, given they played this week um, against the Dragons, I can definitely understand it. But no, Hudson Young's not not an end game second row forward for me. The thing I will say about him is, like, I've been a pretty big advocate for having these big upside players in the buys, and he is someone who could. You know, if he got two tries this week, he'd really he'd turn up and would hurt mm. you. Yeah, I, I think it's an okay play as long as you're happy to. You know, I, I wouldn't want him as a final seventeen. Um, I think that's the probably the main call out there. Um, 
Dan, there's a guy on the radar. It's not often there's a guy who comes along starting second row in a buy round that I've never, ever heard of him. Um, ben Lovett from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. <laughs> Tell me, do you love it? <laughs> no, nah, I don't love it. Uh, definitely don't love it. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Like, what do you, you assume he just nuffs out? Uh, he doesn't yep. play next week. There's another buy. I can't see him being an auto emergency. I can't see him on that bench. Like, historically, South like to play a lot of middles through the bench there. So, if he's a back rower, I'd, I'd say he's going to nuff out. So, it's, it's just a bit of a punt. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be expecting maybe a 30, 40 point score, something like that. You know, they're not going to look to him in attack. He's not, I, I, I wouldn't assume he's going to be dominant. So, yeah, uh, it's just to free up a bit of cash. Chris, you're, you're actually looking at bringing the love machine in. Um, I am. Yeah. Um, and, D- and Dan sort of touched on it. My hope is he plays this week, gets maybe a little more than 30 to 40. Um, they have the bye next week. A few South boys come back and he's not seen again till next year. Um, put cash in the bank and nuff him out, which would be great. So um, I'm hopeful of that. And he only played, he's only played one other game this this year and that was way back in round four. So I, I'm quite confident that that'll be the case. Moving on to five, uh, halfback now, um, and the the man who isn't playing Origin but threw everyone's planning into a bit of disarray when it, it was spruced that he was going to miss this week to save his 200th game to be at home in Auckland next week is Sean Johnson. His wife is also giving birth, I believe. Now, I don't know, but I think there's a very strong chance that um, SJ doesn't play. Dan, are you an SJ owner? I am an SJ owner. I, I thought I was getting ahead of the game and brought him in, I think, last buy round uh, when he wasn't playing just for the Cleary upgrade and was very happy when he went big. I, I VC looped him against the Dragons. Uh, very disappointed on the weekend. Uh, pretty tough in those conditions. I think it's pretty promising that they've named him because they're going to yeah. have to travel to Australia. Uh, so that potentially means that he's made the decision, okay, I'm going to travel. Uh I don't know. Hopefully, the baby's baby's coming out right now. That would be ideal. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what more can we say? His name to play. You, you've got to hold him, don't you? Like for now, anyway. Like you got no. There's no. There's no. There's no one to trade him. There's no one to trade him to this week. And you can also make plans around maybe bringing him in as well, potentially. Uh, say you want to get rid of Moses, or you're still holding on to Cleary. I don't. I don't know. Is average? Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, it's fine. Like, I mean, I think he's nearly the end game, end game half with their run. So, just dependent on how many trades you got Ooh. and what your plans are. Um, obviously, Cleary's coming back. I think you can take out if you're going to take on Cleary, you can take him on with SJ, but no one else really. He's the only one you can take Cleary on with, in my opinion. And yeah. I think that's viable if you've got SJ already and you don't have trades. Um, I know some people who who are considering that because they just like. Just another trade you got to throw on the pole. We spoke about it earlier, and SJ does have that great run in. So, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully for owners he plays this week, and hopefully for non-owners he doesn't. Um, at halfback, like we mentioned there, there's only one other guy who's who's doing well at all this year, and at five eight as well. To be honest, is Matt Burton. Now, Matt Burton didn't get picked for Origin. Um, I mean, he hasn't been setting the world alight, but I would have thought he deserved a shot given he's been in the squad for games one and two. And they picked seven new players for game three. Um, would it seem like the perfect bench utility to me? 
He's coming off a score of seven on the weekend. Now, seven's not a particularly great score. Uh, he's going to lose some cash. Chris, is he like? Could, could you consider bringing him in at all as a pod option in the halves this week? Oh, look, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I got to be honest. I couldn't bring anyone in from the dogs, uh, the dragons, or the tigers. Uh, just couldn't do it. Uh, and he's unfortunately for for Matty Boy Burton. He's in that category. Probably you're right. He's probably a bit har- har- harshly done by missing Origin, but yeah, he's got no place in my super coach team. Dan, I'm just just as we talking about it. Like I think if you're desperate, I think he's like a. They've got like that South team's pretty pretty um pretty poor. Burton could go pretty big against this South side. Definitely could. Uh, I think the only way you could swing it just from a from a uh, strategy point of view, you'd probably be trading out the halfback, putting him in this week, and then if you've got Manu at five eight, and you get, that gives you a bit of leeway to switch him down there via a, via a centre wing, something like that. You would. I could only see him as running with his, as your second five eight for the rest of the year. Uh, I personally haven't haven't thought about bringing him in. He can go low as well, particularly if dogs are getting getting done, and then they play the Broncos round twenty, Panthers round twenty one. Decent run on the way home, but there's a lot of risk. You're just really banking on a huge score this week, uh, and dogs on form. It's not not looking likely. At five eight, I mentioned he's really the only only buy. Um, like for potential. Um, there's one that I want to mention at 5'8", but I will save that for pot of the week. Um, Kalen Ponga, Dan, the Knights aren't playing this week, but you mentioned earlier um, pre-pod, is he just a guy that you have to get in now? Like as a given he's got the goal kicking, he's dual position, and he just, he's look he looks sensational at the back there for the Knights. Yeah, he's he's so dominant in that side. Like they're just looking to him all the time. The goal kicking, 44 points in in um, goal kicking on the weekend, it's just huge. Obviously, they're not going to get 11 tries each game. But he looks like a keeper. He looks like an end of year you want him. Definitely can go huge, as we know. So oh, I'm definitely considering getting him in next week against the Tigers. It looks like a great matchup. And their run is decent on the way home as well. So it's really good. 750K, it's it's tough, but I think it's it's probably worth it for the end game. Um, Knights play Tigers, Bulldogs, and Dragons on the way home, plus the Dolphins, plus the Sharks, who we know can leak points, and they play them up at Newcastle. So doesn't get much better than that, really. And also the Raiders, who leak points. So it's only they've got the Storm and the Bunnies, who are, who are tough matchups, but like it's not the Panthers. So yeah, mm. I'm, and I'm they're both much- at Newcastle. Those games, they're both yeah. at Newcastle too. So. Yeah, I'm, sit, I'm, sit, I'm sitting pretty on my nights. I've got Ponga, Maju, and Gagai. I know Gagai was injured, which is a bit annoying for the weekend, but I think that that mix is is pretty decent for the run home. And I'm, you know, yeah, feeling feeling all right about. It. I thought I was a bit heavy on nights, but <coughs> feeling a bit better now. Um, yeah. Center wing. So this is probably where most <laughs> most of the interest lies. This week. <laughs> just a little, yeah, a little shuffle there. Uh, most you feel pretty, feeling pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it's just a little, just a little self, just a little bit of self-reflection <laughs> about my team. <laughs> Didn't really need to bring that up, did I? <laughs> yeah, but you're feeling good. It's That's just, great. <laughs> I just saw that drawer, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I got a few knots. That's good. Yeah, pat, a little pat, pat yourself yeah. on the back. Yeah. 
Uh, set a wing. So there's this is probably the the, the one where you can actually uh, pot up a little bit this week. There's a few nice options. Uh, Christopher, let's start at Parramatta. A couple of pot options. Mike Acevo is cheap again, 500K, and the other one is Will Penasini, who's a little bit more expensive at around the 580K mark. Um, do I think Parra finished their buys now? So do either of those guys oh, – sorry, they got one in round 27. Do got, yeah, last round. Yeah. yeah. Could you um could you float either of those? Uh, I couldn't float Sevo. He's got a break even of 118. Not that I'm looking for him to make cash at this time of the year, but I just yeah, he's just way too dependent on tries. Um, Dan's boy Panasini, I I could I could look at. I um I think he's playing good football. Uh, and you know Para have sort of turned their season around, so his attacking stats are starting to bob up. I know the price is probably a bit more than you like, but uh, especially especially if you want you need someone semi premium this week, I don't think Benassini's a bad option. Dan, um, again, it's sort of the one that got away for you, I know, so it's a bit bit hard to talk about. But he looks the premium centre wing option for this week, and then for the run home out of this lot, Jermaine Asako is around seven hundred and thirty k this week. They're playing the Titans on Sunday afternoon. I'm actually heading up to that game, um, which will be nice. And I'm planning on bringing Jermaine in. Uh, he's threatening to go low, but he just seems to have such a rock solid floor for whatever reason this year. Yeah, I'm not sure. He just keeps he keeps busting. He, he definitely looks fit. Got the goal kick in. I just, he just looks unbreakable at the moment. It's just you know at the start of the year, if you go Jermaine Osaka 700k, and you want to bring him in. Oh my god! Like, I mean, I don't think I even considered him under four hundred k at yeah, the start of the year. I, so, <laughs> I, I'm going to just leave him. If that if that breaks my super coach season, so be it. But just I just can't be picking no. up Jermaine Osako at seven hundred plus k. Such a juice. It's just the stars have aligned for Osako owners this week. Titans day game, I think, isn't it? It's just going to be like sure he could get one hundred thirty. It's just all setting up, setting up for that. But yep. I don't know. I'm, I, I literally, I won't have it's a player a, in that game. I'm just not going to watch it. Can I have a nice sleep in, uh, cook some breakfast, and then just see the end result over here in London? Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, yeah. Non-owners will be hiding behind the lounge, I think, for that game <laughs> if they're in Australia. Um, so yeah, look, I'm yeah certainly going to the game. I don't want to <laughs> go there and not own him. That's not the only reason I'm bringing him in. I think it's a good move. But I think I've cut it. I think I'm priced. I think I'm priced into that. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, Chris, see for Talakai. You're an owner, I know, and you got a bit jittery that Freddie was going to go even more rogue and bring him in as well. Um, he did well for owners on the weekend. He lost. A, he lost an attacking stat too. I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, he's a guy who's he's looking in a bit of form now. He loves beating up on these bad teams. Yeah, definitely. Safer, uh, I think Safe is a great option against the Tigers. Um, he, he was really strong last week. Um, obviously, um, I thought I thought was a bit hard done by there with losing an attacking stat, but you know, owners suck. Um, but no, very very good. And his footy looks good. Like he's doing the hard stuff, like he always does. But uh, he's touches. He's touched the class of back. So yeah, I, I like I like Safer for the for the run home if you don't have too many sharks, and especially this week against uh, a pretty average Tigers side. Dan, the final uh, – not the final one, but um, we we touched on that Titans-Dolphins um, game just then. Um, a guy who was a very late out on the weekend, uh, one of Tubes' boys actually, Phil Sammy, 
he he had a bit of hamstring. I think I, I think they call it hamstring awareness in the warm up, um, and he he ruled him. He got ruled out at the last minute. Thankfully, Tubes got him out of his team somehow. Um, um, you couldn't. I I would I would probably. I mean, you're you're a physio. You can tell me better, but I would suggest that that's a bit of a red flag for bringing him in this week as an option. Yep. Yep, I agree. Uh, Chris, the last name on my center wing list is uh, uh, Munro from the Ty, uh, from the Bunnies. I think his name's Tyrone or something like that. Tyrone, yeah. Um, he's Tyrone Munro. He's the Fox's cousin, Josh Adokar, yeah. uh, which is nice. Uh, he looked really promising on the weekend against the Warriors in the wet. Um, he's 200K basement bottom price. Uh, he's won that spot over Richie Kenner. It remains to be seen whether he will keep that spot when they're back to full strength. But regardless if he nuffs out or if he holds spot, I think he's a like pretty decent option to bring in at 200k. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. Like either way, I think I think this works. Um, you're going to get his points this week against a weak Bulldog side. Uh, he looked the goods. He played really well in a in a in horrible conditions in Auckland last week. And you know if he nuffs out, great because you got. You, you got him down there, and if he doesn't, and I don't think he's going to be a real AE um, nightmare. Just uh, he no. just looks like he looks like he can play a bit. So no, I, I I'm bringing Munro in this week um, for for you know the reasons we've touched on. So I can't talk anyone out of it. He could even be a play on matchups if he turns out to be decent, like for the run, for the run home. Yeah, and they've, they've got the Tigers, they've got the Dragons. Their, their, their uh, run home's pretty good, South. So you're right. Some weeks he could be. He could be in your 17. Dan, one guy um, just not on the list I just want to touch on who I've sold, I know a few others have, but is Alex Johnston. Could you could you entertain bringing him in this week if you, if you don't own? Yep. It'll be, quite the, it'll be quite the turnaround, but I reckon the Dogs will beat the Bunnies this week. That's my prediction. Um, fullback. Uh, just a couple of names here, Chris. Will Kennedy. I know you're giving him a bit of consideration for this week as a as a short term uh, fullback uh, placeholder. Yeah, he's probably. If I do bring him in, he'll obviously be my sort of last lease of the year. Um, everyone else, as I mentioned earlier, should be should be you should be bringing in nuffs and um, and keepers only. But uh, you know, Will Kennedy's been playing really good football all year. He's been scoring tries that with that slingshot play. Um, Cronulla, Cronulla have been running a lot. He, he often gets a try assist, the line break assist as well. Uh, I really like his matchup this week against the Tigers, so I'm seriously consider swapping uh, the fullbacks um, bullet to um, to Kennedy this week. But uh, I'm also um, quite aware that I'm starting to get a few sharks, probably a few too many. So um, yeah, I'm trying to weigh that up. But yeah, I, if if you're looking at Will Kennedy, uh, I think you. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad option. I know Buller's going to lose some cash this week, but I can't really get around selling him in a buy round. Like he's got, like he's. I know they got smashed the last couple, but like he's he's he could go a hundred easily this week. Yeah, and you're right. Um, he could he could also not and then leak that hundred. That hundred is going to be the difference between me getting Nathan Cleary and not. So True. that's why I'm doing it. So True. it's pretty team dependent. Um, yeah. So yeah, and head to head dependent as well versus overall. Yeah. We can't finish up at fullback without talking about the man of the moment, uh, likely to be the first million-dollar player this season, Scott Drinkwater. Uh, Tubes picked him up right at the start of the run, as I mentioned. Very jealous non-owner. And I know a few shrewd super coaches actually bought him in last week when he was 892K. He's now 992K. 
uh, with a break-even of nine. So he will almost certainly go to a million dollars next week against the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Chris, I don't – I mean, what a run of form, but, like, that has to be end of the line, yeah. doesn't it? Like, he's gone. Like, good work to people. I thought, he, I thought he was gone last week. And, to, you know, for people to bring him in last week, that's a great play. Uh, he's just – I've just – I haven't actually – I've brought him up here on screen and I'm looking at, so you go back to round 12, 95, 117, 104, 95, 140, 173. That is a serious run. That's amazing. Even his low even, even his low scores, like his lowest score of the year, taking out the one that he got in that weird game against the, the Bronx, his lowest score is only 44. Yeah. So like everyone's always worried about that floor, but he's, his base has actually been really good. And he's just he's he's just they've whatever um, Peyton's done to structure the attack more around him and less around Chad, it's working. <laughs> yes. So, um, so, so that's uh, that's been a positive for Drinky. But well done to owners. Like it's seriously great move bringing him in, and I hope that he stops scoring so well very quickly. <laughs> hopefully next week. Um, all right, let's go to pot of the week, Chris. Uh, you mentioned your pot already, didn't you? Will Kennedy, you going with him for the week? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned I'm going with Will Kennedy. And and I think, yeah, the more I look at it, the more likely I am to bring him in. Um, he's, yeah, my last probably, I mentioned it, last rental of the year, and then hopefully I can jump him to Sexy Eyes, Reese Walsh or Latrell or just, yeah, see how it's looking. But, um, yeah, I like I like Kennedy. I like Sharks this week, so hopefully he goes Berko. Dan actually had to jump off early to, to go treat some patients over there. Uh, but he didn't leave us a pot of the week either, which was nice of him. Quick uh, – I went off a bit earlier there, but a quick recap. I, I got to mention last week's pod, pods of the week. So Tubes went Sione Katoa for a 29, <laughs> new beauty. And I went Isaac Tungo, 118 points. It's probably their pod of the year so far for pod yeah. of the week. So I'll take that. Uh, my pod of the week this week is an interesting one. So I'm going to go with Matt Moylan, who's coming off a ton against the Dragons. He's 456K um, with a – very low break even. He's expected to make, um, based off Supercoach projections, like just scoring 50s in the next two weeks, he's, he should make 100,000. They're playing the Tigers this week. They're 20-point favorites. He's he's looking a bit more keen in attack and involved. Now, he's before this 108 on the weekend, he's, he's coming off scores of 22, 33, 32, so not ideal. This is the only week that I'm going to play him. So... Um, Next week I won't won't bother playing him. Oh, he'll he might be an AE, but then I'll be selling him as I mentioned um, in round twenty one. Um, I'm hopeful to be able to bring in Latrell Mitchell for him and move Ponga back down to five eight. So yeah, I think that as a like a, a one week play, I think that Matt Moylan you, you can make some cash a hundred k and he's got the ceiling. He's looking the goods. They've got the perfect matchup. I'm pretty keen to bring in Matty Moylan this week, and let's just hope it's let's just hope I get the yeah, I, green with yeah. which Moylan, which with Moylan turns up. I thought you were crazy when I first um, heard you say it, but then when you when you lay it out like that, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm with you. I hope he goes Burko this week as well. You just got to put it into you. like it's just all got to be a bit like I mentioned earlier. You just got to have that two to three week trade plan, and it doesn't go right, but you can adjust on the fly. But if you can make the trades, if it's going to help you, like I'm trading Gutho to Moylan, so that's freeing up a ton of cash uh, that I'll be able to put towards for Feeder and Munster and Cleary and Latrell over the next four week, over the next two weeks. So pumped up. All right, Chris, time for Tubes' mailbag. Um, 
sponsored by Malbag Bloodstock, win a 2.5% share in a Malbag Bloodstock horse. Get in touch with the Pod Pod via Twitter at NRLSC Pod Pod, or if you are a friend of the show, get in touch via WhatsApp. Now, tonight's question comes from Steve on Twitter, Chris, and you're going to be filling in for tubes tonight. Now, Steve's an overall player here. He's coming 755th overall, which is pretty nice. Well done, Steve. Um, He has 10 trades remaining with one boost left. He says, my plan is to use three trades this week and next week, leaving six trades potentially all used by around all, potentially all trades used by round 24. All right, so he's saying that he's going to use all his trades by round 24. Is this too risky? Oh. Um, Look, I always like to leave myself a couple um, at the, in those. That's so what is he going to have? Uh, three three rounds. I always like to, but I don't think I ever have. Um, I I I don't think that's too risky at all. I think at that time of the year, no one no one's got no one's flush for trades. No one who's you know seriously up there. So I I don't think that's too risky at all. I think he's really well placed. He's you know trades wise, he's well placed too, and with a boost. So. No, go crazy. Use your trades. Get that team sorted. Um, you've got the opportunity to do it. So, yeah, go ahead and do it. I um, I don't think that's too risky. I like it. I think the only the, the only thing I would suggest is if you're all right, if he has 13 for this weekend, that's enough, maybe even 12. Um, and if you can maybe save one this week, that would be good. I think using the four next week if you've got the money or if you've set that up, that's when you have to use the boost uh, around 20. I think using a boost after that, there's not enough trades left mm. anyway. So I would definitely go with the boost next week. Um, getting to your final team as quick as possible should be the target, and that's how I'm structuring my trades up over this week and the next two weeks. So I'm pretty much done. I'll have five trades left at the end of that. Um, so I think I've got a couple more than than Steve. Um, so I'm coming, I'm gunning for you, Steve. But, um, yeah, I don't think that's risky at all. I think I think you want to maximize the value of those trades. Have a couple up your sleeve just in case. But yeah, the aim should be to get to your final team as quickly as possible. All right, Chris, that'll round us out tonight. Been in, been a good sharp pod. Um, you know, I know you've had a down couple of weeks, but you'll you'll bounce back. You're a good player and uh, still very well positioned overall for the for the head to head finals on the run in. Thanks, Matt. I thought I was coming on here. It'll be a bit of a therapy session, but uh, it wasn't too bad tonight. It was very good. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to the Sharks again. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, mate. See ya. Cheers, guys. Thank you.